everyone and welcome to the eighth edition of Ground Control. It's a great pleasure today to have with us Kristen Lennis-Harvey, who's the General Manager Retail Distribution with AIA Australia. Kristen's been a great friend of the business and we've been very lucky to actually uh, drag her in in COVID times uh, <laughs> into our socially distanced office to have a good chat to you about um, what's actually going on in the world of life insurance in these difficult times. Many of our sessions before have been related to the investment world and the challenges that we've been having through this time and we thought it very, very important to actually consider the impacts to the insurance world as well as part of our holistic advice uh, approach. Kristen, welcome and thanks very much for taking time. Thank you, Graham, for giving me an excuse to get out of the house. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to, good to have you here. Um, firstly, um, the life insurance industry would have had some substantial impacts uh, as a result of, uh, of COVID. Could you give us a bit of an idea as to what sort of impacts have been with the insurance industry? What's interesting about COVID is that um, from a financial hardship perspective, which I think a lot of um, advisors and certainly from an AIA perspective, we were concerned about, um, from a client perspective, um, we actually haven't seen that come in. So it, it, I think you know our our current thought is that's going to grow over time, and we need to be prepared for that. I think the initial thought was um, we were going to see an influx of cancellations, um, premium pauses, premium waivers, and yes, there has been some of that, but actually to a to a lower extent than we thought. Um, we've put that down to a couple of things, including the wonderful relationships advisors have with their clients in actually selling the benefits of insurance and hopefully we've supported that as well um, but yeah it's actually been quite surprising from that perspective uh, one of the other things we do think will come in is an increase in claims um, down the track not necessarily directly health related to COVID um, but potentially from um, mental illness and, and stress that comes from potentially losing um, employment and just this period of isolation. I'm sure you and I can both agree it's actually been challenging for us, yeah. um, let alone clients who have actually lost their jobs. Um, as an example, my brother is a pilot. He's a Qantas pilot. You know, he's handling it quite well. Um, it's lucky that he's, he's, he's certainly got aviation cover, which he'll be keeping. He's quite good with money, but it's, it's quite hard for him. This is something that, you know, a, a career that he's had and he's wanted to do since he was two, he's actually unable to do at the moment and if I just think about him as an example you know over time that might have a greater impact and I think that for a broader range of clients as well that might be the case and both advisors licensees and insurers need to be cognizant of that. Yeah look it's a, it's a real challenge for for people like your brother where you know we might not see him back to uh, to flying on any sort of regular basis till 2022 or, yeah. or even beyond uh, depending on what actually goes on in the uh, in the rest of the world you know we're we're locked down here in Australia um, there is some flying going on in Europe but even so as we saw the other day with Spain, um, the, the uh, UK residents now 14 days uh, when they come back from Spain because Spain had a spike. So it's, we just don't know what's actually going to happen. And it's a, it, is a, it is a shame. It's, it's interesting to see that uh, the insurers have um, all pitched in and, and decided to uh, offer different terms or, or pretty well the similar terms, but terms for people in these hardship times. And we really think that's an important aspect from uh, our, ourselves. We're close to the, to the clients, but your help has been, uh, been uh, of real, uh, real assistance. The, um, the, the, the types of issues that you see from, um, and you guys are heavily involved with the health industry because you are 
Uh, you have Vitality, which is a great program, and I'm a big fan of Vitality. It, uh, it gives people incentives to, um, to actually uh, do more to keep their health, uh, health well. Um, but have you seen anything that has actually sort of started to um, increase from a Vitality perspective uh, as a result of, uh, of COVID? Well, it's interesting. Uh, vitality numbers have increased over this period of time. What has actually remained steady is engagement. So the actual appeal of having a healthy and you know well-being focus in a client's life remains valid, but actually people engaging has been uh, a little bit challenging, and primarily because gyms are closed. You know, they were there was a period where they were closed. They're socially distanced. People aren't going outside as much. So actually, what we see is that um, engagement piece sort of steadying off. Um, quite a large part of the engagement with vitality is also knowing your health so going to the doctor and getting blood tests and that also has eased off because people aren't aren't leaving um, what we have seen is more traffic to our one life website which gives you ideas of actually how to do <laughs> healthy well-being activities during this period um, but it's really interesting because the dynamic of vitality has changed as to see people out in the lunchtime going for a walk not seeing that as much um, and we've had to really flex our thinking there as to what's important in a time of isolation in a pandemic which is something I don't think any of us thought we would have to be prepared for and one of the things we've done is um, launched uh, an application called Mentimia which is free actually to all Australians not just Vitality um, members it's it's free to all Aussies to help with the mental game at the moment so I'd really encourage um, all of your advisors and, and yourself Graham and, and their clients to actually check this out it's a, a mindfulness application so it just gives you little hints during the day and that's equally as important as you know getting to the gym eating healthy we've got to keep that mental game quite strong um, and that's the thing you know personally from myself that I think's actually been one of the toughest during this period of time um, the, the work pressures stay actually they probably have increased um, and that's probably the thing that we let slip the most we don't actually do what we call self-care um, and doing little steps during the day and hopefully that Mentor Mia app can help with that and um, if the team has any um, questions about that you know my team and myself would be happy to answer them and how we can help because we're really aware of the pressures that we can't see advisors are under but also their clients. Mm, oh, very good. Well, we'll actually put a link to this with their video so that people can actually uh, jump on and have a look. I I've certainly found it um, a little difficult. You know, I, I rang my doctor, uh, who's a personal friend, um, and because um, uh, I thought he'd be busy flat out, um, and uh, he was virtually there was nobody at, at his door. Uh, he. Uh, and he said to me, Graham, I'm, I'm, I've got nothing to do, uh, which is really strange uh, in that respect. And I suppose he was, people think the same way I did was he was going to be so busy that he didn't need me ringing up to ask for some more blood pressure tablets or all those sorts of things that you would normally Well, normally we'll talk about your do. blood pressure after this because we've got some <laughs> ideas. But, but I, I think a lot of people are actually putting off the regular things that we would go to the doctor for because we we think it's unimportant given what's going on and I absolutely get that but actually looking after your regular health getting the regular checkups is really important at this point in time particularly with COVID being you know immunity based yeah. you want to make sure you've got all your sort of um, 
eggs lined up. As, as we talked before this interview, you know, I take 13 vitamins every morning. I actually have for about five years. I rattle when I walk. But it's for that. You've got to have that sort of built up during time. And actually seeing your doctor is really important. And certainly as part of Vitality, getting those checks to know what your health is and then what you need to improve is, is extremely important. Um, and as a result, Vitality attributes a lot of points to that because that's actually most of the journey. Once you know you've got an issue to look after, really hard not to do something about yeah. it when you're cognizant of it. Yeah, Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, that, that's right, but uh, very important. The, um, the nature of the life insurance industry is changing a little bit. Uh, having been heavily involved with the industry in my early days, uh, it was a, a, a claims-based industry. In other words, uh, something would actually happen and claims would be paid. And whilst claims are still a very important part of what you guys do today and, and how much you actually pay out, and it's in the billions of dollars as we know, um, you're moving more and more to a preventative environment, you know, which Vitality was, was one. Uh, I personally see this as actually a, a very important part, particularly with the increasing claims in, in income protection, which is uh, not about somebody uh, in a, a, obviously dying or having um, a major dis disability, it's more about uh, things that actually happen. Um, the, the thinking around this is to uh, help people um, uh, not get there, but also it's a way of obviously keeping premiums down in that process as well. It's a, it's a two-edged, um, yeah. not necessarily a sword, but a two-edged benefit to people of doing that. When Vitality were originated in South Africa, that was actually the premise of it. You know, it wasn't about sort of stemming claims, it was actually about having a healthy um, book of people. Okay, and therefore there are benefits to that which get shared, which, you know, comes in the discounts that we offer with um, Vitality being attached to a policy. But we actually see, um, you know, significant benefits from a retention perspective, from that engagement piece. But also, of course, there is hopefully a healthier pool of potential claimants down the track, which then has its own benefits as time goes on. Now, we're still relatively in the early stages of Vitality. We're five years in. Um, you know, in South Africa, this has been around for 27 years at this point. So it's it's quite a long term and you can actually see the benefits of it. So um, we're all about, you know, prevention, but also should a claim happen, we want to make sure that, that the promise is fulfilled. That is the whole point of insurance and we're certainly not trying to steer away from that but we're trying to actually help I guess on a, on a few factors beforehand including rehab um, during a, a claims process as, as well and I know we're going to potentially get to medics which is a, a new offer we have and if it's we might just step yeah, into jump, that. Jump sorry, into sorry guys, stepping ahead but one of the, the new things that we have are new features of both our health insurance and our life insurance policy, and it's complementary, um, is a global association that AIA has with a company called Medics. Medics is essentially a, a second opinion service, and uh, you don't have to be on claim to use it. Uh, as I said, it's free. It's a three-month program, and basically, um, if one of our policyholders has um, a concern, they can just seek a free second opinion. It gets sort of shipped out globally to a, a team of experts that we have. Um, and the, the first pilots we had were with a number of team members um, who might have had some you know, health issues and really interesting experience. Now, often the diagnosis that is given from medics kind of reaffirms the diagnosis you've got and it just gives that extra bit of security that you've got the right advice. But in some cases, things have been tinkered and we've got an example of somebody who um, 
the opinion came back a slight change to their medication and it has actually changed this client's life in a very substantial way. So it's a really, really powerful um, tool that we have as part of our um, product suite and not to do the product push, that's not what I'm here to do. I, I, wanna, I wanna actually be a partner, but I, it's just such a really valuable piece of the um, promise, I think, of the insurance agreement that not only are we going to pay a claim when it comes in, all legitimate claims, of course, but we actually have this where we can actually make sure that somebody's life's actually significantly um, benefited during a time of just a health concern. Um, and it's relatively new and, and, uh, and I think the team is still rolling that out. We're in the very early stages and we're putting together a whole bunch of videos so the guys can actually feel the palpable nature of this feature. Um, but that also goes to not just prevention, but also um, additional benefits as your insurance policy of health. You know, our, our goal is to champion Australia and New Zealand to be the healthiest and most protected nations in the world. Now we use the word champion intentionally. We don't want to own that, we can't own that. It's more about actually just being a, a push for change. And, and I think, you know, GPS are a great example of this and you know, there's a decent number of your advisors really supportive of vitality. They get that and I know it's different from um, traditional insurance products but it's actually becoming more meaningful and we will build what that looks like over time. But medics is one of those things that I'm I'm a massive fan of and I, and I don't think we've done a great job selling it yet but what a benefit. You know it's free, it's a three-month program, it's not a one-off. They'll work in conjunction with the local um, medical professionals and it's really a collegiate um, approach which you know I'm sure you would hope as a licensee head you know we worked in that way to make sure that it's it's a partnership. Yeah look I, I, I personally think it's a, a great idea um, I think people need to experience that sort of situation um, where you do get a second opinion and in here you've got a service that can actually do that I certainly have had one uh, example where um, one of my original doctors uh, prescribed a, um, um, a medicine for me and uh, I just so happened to um, uh, have a, had another friend who was a doctor, um, um, a heart specialist, well-known heart specialist, uh, who said to me, uh, and he just asked me one day and I told him and, and he said, do you, you know, how's it go, what does it do? I'll you know, get a bit dry in the mouth mm. and da 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 And he said, oh, I can fix that for you and we can change you to this. Um, and not only changed me, it actually reduced my blood pressure, got rid of the dry in the mouth, and, um, and um, there's a level of swelling that comes with blood pressure tablets for some people too. That swelling went down as well. So um, just a second opinion on things like that sometimes can make an enormous, uh, enormous difference. And even like reaffirming your diagnosis, it's a level of comfort in the, in the very least. Yes. Right? That's a great outcome for us, that actually the diagnosis that you've been given and the treatment plan that's a big tick for us. Yeah, look, I think we all tend to jump online and have a bit of a look at uh, of, um, uh, Dr. Google. and um, oh, I do that often. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> it, I think we should leave that to the, uh, to the experts rather, rather than that. And I think vitality is really important. Um, and and any, 
any, uh, for those people who are members of Vitality, but even people who are not members of Vitality. In, in this environment, actually making sure that we do keep healthy um, and being able to actually see some of the programs that people can do. Uh, I'll, I'll come home occasionally and, and my daughters who are all um, relatively um, um, in their 20s, I'm going to say relatively old, they'd kill me for saying that, um, but um, uh, are, are doing yoga. Uh, in front of the TV, um, they they will do uh, lots of different things. They set up a, they set up a, a training program around our house um, to run up the stairs and down, using all sorts of different things like like pieces of sandstone to carry around. Um, wow, so they got that <laughs> off uh, off the uh, off the net as well. So different ways to actually do it. So it's great to see the the life insurance industry. Uh, heading towards this preventative approach to to things because I think it's um, it's a big step in the uh, in the right direction and you get lots of other benefits to it particularly with people like with uh, systems like Vitality and and Graham just to make the point you know I think we've probably led the charge on this but some of the other insurers you know and on say Tal in, in Zurich as yep. well as well as MLC they also have benefits of this and it's really good to see we we don't need to to own the space. I'd like the guys to write us more than, than anybody else, but it's actually good to see that actually as an industry that's it, it is catching on and it's a bit slowly, slowly, um, but the, the steps forward are positive. Yeah, look, I, I um, I'm, uh, appreciate that. I, I like the fact that um, uh, people like Tal and and um, and uh, Zurich have actually uh, have come along for that ride because the more it's out there, the more people will engage with it and will all benefit from it because we're, we're community priced. Yes. Um, because of the, you, you price on the community because you look after the community and the, the rest of the industry does. So the more we keep healthy, the, the, the lower the prices are going to be from, uh, from our insurances. And, and people still see, see insurance as a, an intangible, um, a, a bit of a grudge buy because they need to actually have it. Um, but the more they can actually associate it with their health and well-being, I think the less they're going to actually begrudge um, having insurance as part of that uh, that process. Um, one of the areas that uh, is uh, also new um, uh, from your perspective, and uh, we've seen a little bit of this over the years in people uh, moving into this, but you have, um, because of your um, large Asian connection, um, have medical insurance now as part of what you're actually doing. And this is this extension of the services um, for people as well. Can you just give us a little bit of a feel, of what, what made you get into this area and, and, and how did you associate it with what you were doing from the insurance side? Yeah, so um, AIA Health, it was called my own, it's now called AIA Health. Um, came about because often um, when advisors do a fact find, one of the questions that's very common on a fact find is, do you have private health insurance? Yes, no. Move on to next question. Okay. And there was a real opportunity there to go, okay, how do we help fulfill that question? Not just a yes, no, but how do we actually um, help advisors have a more meaningful conversation um, with their clients? So now we've just got an offer that and, and it won't fit in every case, but certainly it's an it's an option that when somebody says, "Oh yes, I do," and it is with NIB or Bupa, um, you know, the advisor can simply say, "Would you be keen on just doing a bit of a temperature check on your health insurance?" Um, and what we do is all the heavy lifting. It's simply a referral into the AIA health team. They do all the heavy lifting with the comparison um, 
and there is a referral fee that goes back to the advisor as a thank you for that because we know it takes a bit of extra work. Um, so we're just trying to actually, um, you know, make sure that we give an acknowledgement to that. Um, it's also another touch point then for advisors to to then check in with their clients very regularly on um, and Vitality is part of our health products. So that's probably the differentiator is Vitality comes um, with health. So Fantastic. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting um, industry to be involved in. Actually, it's very highly regulated. You know, yes. we'd say that, mm -hmm. you know, our industry is health is very highly regulated. Um, and having vitality, which is so different for a health insurer, you know, the team have done a great job in actually getting all the ticks for that. Um, great stories. I could I could list off a number of them over time of the benefits that we pay that are slightly different. Um, but it's more about health, wellness, and then having these touch points for the advisors to have more connections with their clients, and obviously so for, for AIA as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a different uh, lean in the relationship uh, from the point of view of the advisor and their, and their clients. And particularly as we see, and we often talk about uh, how we can engage with um, uh, younger people uh, in the advice side, um, particularly when their super's only small and, and uh, th these areas are actually quite important to them. Uh, and we, we, we need to have tools which we can help engage in that, uh, in that process as well. AIA is a, a quite a big employer here in Australia and um, um, not necessarily AIA's views but it could be Kristen Leonard Harvey's views. Um, we're working from home, working a little bit in the office, uh, remotely, Zoom, Teams, all these different things. How do you see this going? Do you think it's going to play out? Um, and probably a little bit of an understanding of how um, uh, the AIA exec team have dealt with uh, dealt with this as well. Yeah, it, it's a great question because um, I think a lot of how people are handling the work from home comes down to their personality as well. Um, someone like me, I've actually quite, I'm quite an extrovert. I don't know if you know that, Graham. <laughs> um, so actually, being away from people has been quite hard in some um, respects because you get energy from. Other people. Um, Damien Mew, is, as you know, he, he's an extreme extrovert and actually being away from people, you know, it's tough for him. You know, he makes random phone calls just to say hi and I'm like, oh, why's the CEO calling me? What have I done? But it's more as a touch point because he's missing that energy. Um, but equally, being at home has been it's been quite nice. It's been quite nice to have breakfast with my, my children before they go to school. Um, so it's been sort of a it's a it's a mixed bag. Um, we are predominantly working from home and particularly now being a Victorian based insurer here in the Australian business um, with the very strict um, guidelines, uh, we are predominantly from home. So if you can work from home, they will be from now on. Um, I think this will change things almost forever, if I'm being honest. Now this might be a KLH opinion and not an AIA opinion. I think that we will see a lot more of um, the use of WebEx Teams Zoom in everyday life, um, I think including from advisors. And I know that there's a, a vast array of advisors being very comfortable with the technology platforms and those not as much. Um, and as an insurer and as your partner, we have to be able to flex to the needs of advisors, not necessarily what we think it should be. It, we actually have to match. So I think it'll be a mix going forward. I think in terms of office space from a head office 
perspective, I think you actually see um, probably quite a bit less. I think, you know, we're here in the middle of Sydney at the moment, um, so is the Sydney office for AIA. There is literally nobody in that building except uh, a receptionist and uh, a handful of people. Um, and that's really different. It's very eerie to work in the office when that occurs. Um, and I know we all miss bouncing ideas off each other. And we have to actually come up with ways to get that back in some way. I don't think in the same way, but in a new way that has the same benefits. And that's where we are at the moment. That's the, the, the challenge. Um, from a very senior perspective, so Damien and his leadership team, um, you know, it's been really interesting. My boss, who is, is new to AIA, has started during COVID um, and I've never physically seen him. <laughs> it's only been virtually, um, which is, has been interesting. Um, he has been into the office quite a number of times, so he's met with Damien, so Damien has people to play with. Um, and I know that, the, you know, it's it's just a really unusual time. I feel like AI Day, and you know, you, you give me um, feedback and I hope your advisors do as well if we've done a good job on that and what we could have done better and what we can do better going forward, really interested in that. Um, but I think things have changed, Not we won't go back to an what it used to be it'll be a new abnormal as they say um, and we need to be prepared for that and what that means and particularly from an engagement perspective with our clients who I know we're missing seeing um, you know being here with you has actually been quite a treat during the last few months um, but it's it's changed probably for the foreseeable future and we need to make sure that that's sustainable. Look, and I, I know that you've got uh, two young children and you, you made the mention that there's absolutely necessary to separate um, work at home and home at home yes. uh, in, in what you do. You've, you've got different times you set aside. Uh, people can't contact you, particularly between the hours of five and seven where, where you bath the kids and get them, get them dinner and those sorts of things. I think that's an important issue. Would you, would you agree that people need to actually get a little bit more routine into what they actually do to make sure? Graham, I'm one end of the spectrum, okay? <laughs> there are a lot of people who are very flexible in how they work and I'm, I'm probably up this end of being very disciplined. Um, and, and that's just me as a person from my personality, but also having small kids, as we know, they thrive on routine. Um, so I've actually just implemented that. You know, I pretty much get up at the same time every day. Um, Unfortunately, I feel, feel like the days are longer and I'm sure you're feeling that as well as your, your teams are feeling this. Um, I, I mentioned to you, I saw a meme the other day that says it's not working from home, it's living at work. And you've got to be really cognizant of that, okay? I, I turn on my phone and computer at 6am, I'm probably turning it off at 9.30. And, you know, of course we are in roles where you want to be available, but that's actually not great. You actually have to set aside time where you are focused on other things. So like I said, having breakfast with my babies, but also um, at night time, I take time to, and I don't cook, so it's not like I'm cooking dinner, but, but certainly taking time to do the homework, do the bath time, have the downtime, you know, playing Roblox on the iPads with the kids in a very disciplined way because otherwise it's just day in day out feels the same and I hope my energy is okay today but I know that there's a lot of people who are quite flat at the moment and I think it's okay to admit that this has actually been tough for everybody um, and how you actually 
get that back on track and get your energy levels and it's something that I think every individual needs to assess it's not sort of one rule fits every with everybody but for me it's about setting aside the time to go for the walks every morning that that really actually sets me in the the right frame of mind I might listen to some hip-hop and some sort of <laughs> very very angry music <laughs> at times to get me in the the headset to pick up and, and and have a full day of energy because I've got a large team that rely on me um, to actually help guide them and that's my job and, and I know you got you do too yeah look it's a it's a, um, a, a difficult time but I, I I'm um, a born optimist so uh, I look forward to um, to um, where we're going and, and you and I had the opportunity last year uh, to uh, to share um, a study tour uh, in uh, in Israel and to Tel Aviv um, and um, I, I did actually ask uh, Kristen, if I could ask this question, because I found it uh, extremely exciting. But um, during that time, um, it, it was eye-opening for me. For me, um, what did you get from that uh, that uh, uh, study tour in Tel Aviv? So culturally, I thought this was an amazing experience um, to go you know through a, a study tour as you know they tend to be quite a balance of seeing the place where you're at because there's no point going to Israel if you're not actually going to see some of Israel um, and then experiencing what you're actually there to to see from a business perspective um, and this was very heavy on that business content which I thought was excellent um, I, um, uh, NetWealth who, who put on this particular study too, I think they do this very well in in making sure that that business content is is valuable to take back. Uh, what we experienced was a lot of tech startups um, and uh, my first thought was I wish I had some disposable cash <laughs> to actually invest in some of the amazing technology that is going to come out over uh, the next few years and we saw a, a number of these companies in their infancy. Um, so really exciting to have gotten a preview of those. Um, also how business is actually done different in different um, spheres but also similar so you know regulation is something that is everywhere it's just to different degrees um, opportunity I think is the same but those tech startups and what we were able to experience um, as somebody who has an you know predominantly an insurance background not an investment background as such um, it actually kind of fueled a little bit of an interest for me in actually learning more about that. So for me, my professional development myself, I felt something for, but also back to the AIA business, I was able to take back um, some of the ideas um, with regards to robo-advice and those concepts as well, really tangible differences in our particular industry, um, which is not always what you can get from this, but the, I mean, it was fantastic. Um, what, what Graham's not saying is that I rescued um, Graham and Kathy from a dinner at midnight at one point in Jerusalem <laughs> <laughs> because it was a very, very long day and I was like, oh, I can't, my brain can't take anymore. <laughs> And it was quite the the ask to get home at that point. Yes, definitely, definitely the case. And I think, from a perspective, is the uh, is the enormous amount of um, of ideas and uh, startups that are coming from the young people yeah. of today. Um, very young people. I think we met one uh, fellow who uh, had actually been. Um, uh, in two startups, I think he was 28 at that yeah. stage. He'd been through one, he was starting the second, the second one. Uh, but it did give me a, a, a great deal of hope for um, where we're actually heading and the things that we'll be able to actually use. 
from an advice perspective, from an insurance perspective, and uh, lots of different ways, and uh, even to the extent of uh, some of the technologies for uh, visually impaired people. The, the stuff they're doing on, um, on uh, driverless cars, and now they're going to be able to actually use that same technology for people who are visually impaired, so they won't need to actually have all the assistance they've had before. Well, and even, you know, thinking about vitality, how could that actually link into some of those and, and helping us get across that technology? technology um, to help actually potentially even bring it to Australia like there's, there is there was quite a number of connections that might have seemed random at the time but actually in a really practical sense being across that yeah. was extremely valuable yeah that definitely the case well Kristen thanks very much for your time today we really do really appreciate it it's great to see the insurance industry has, has, has actually acted and adapted to some of the challenges that we have hardship issues for for premium payments and and pensions and things like that, uh, but also I think the lean towards uh, health and well-being, the preventative side, is just the future of that of the industry and, and I um, might not be around when this is fully realised and I might be pushing up daisies at that stage, but I really think that it's, it's just where the future is of the insurance industry, turning from a, an intangible to a real tangible uh, benefit and, uh, and I'm uh, really uh, grateful to AIA and to the likes of Tal and, and Zurich as well for, for, for actually pushing along in these lines and actually uh, and getting us to the stage where we will look after ourselves better, uh, which is just going to mean an overall better result for the, for the entire industry. So thank you once again. Oh, and, you're welcome. Uh, we, thank we you for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Graham. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for uh, listening to our uh, eighth version of Crown Control. Today we've been very lucky to have Kristen Lennis-Davy, General Manager of Distribution from AIA Australia, a great friend of our business, and it's been a really interesting chat today about what's actually going on with the insurance industry and, the, and effectively the knock-on into our health and well-being. Look forward to seeing you in the ninth edition of Ground Control.